Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. have a great Monday, and you aren't like me, and Daylight Savings Time do not mess you up. <laughs> but hope we'll continue the fun of this uh, show tonight. Tonight we welcome a former VP in corporate America who left that job to pursue his passion of music. His name is Ray. He has a new song called Back to Life. It's a video out there for it. Great music. You definitely want to hear his story. Then we're talking about Hot Top. We're talking about everything from Stormy Daniels now offering the payback, the $130,000 that the 45's uh, attorney paid to, as hush money for their affair. Talking about the OJ interview that, ha- that aired last night uh, where he hypothetically talks about how he could have killed uh, his ex-wife and her rumored boyfriend. Talking about the drama on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Did Nene really mess with Sheree's ex or boyfriend, Tyrone? I don't know. And then Nick Gordon, he's back in the news uh, for domestic violence. We're talking about all that much more. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram. Of course, our, our official website is StephenIShow.com. We're bringing the latest in sports, fashion, movie reviews, and the best indie music. Look, when we come back, Hot Topics. Right back after this. Rocky 
my weekend was pretty good. I have no complaints. I really don't. Can't, can't complain ever about a weekend, for real. I hear that. I hear that. I mean, you blink it, it's over, but still, hey, it was a good weekend. Well, I'm excited because we have one of the uh, hosts of the Articulate Podcast, Savage. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> welcome, thank welcome. Thank you for joining us. If you, haven't, if you have not uh, listened to the Articulate Podcast, you definitely have to. Ty and Savage are hilarious. Savage, tell us a little bit about the show and where we can listen to it. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm the real one. <laughs> it's a fake one, as you can tell. I'm here. It's not. You're but, right. Uh, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts. Go to our website, thearticulatepodcast.com, and you can link to our socials. And, yeah, check us out yeah. on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We everywhere. Definitely do yourself a favor. You'll You'll be – crying because they're they're both of them and got no sense well <laughs> well the question of the day is what new skill would you like to learn i saw with you miss parker what skill um i can think of two off the top of my head i have a, a lot of them but two off the top of my head would be um learn a, a new language mm-hmm. and then also uh learning how to drive in other countries drive in other countries oh yeah i am convinced that i can live there talking to you driving <laughs> Having the ability or being brave enough to take on that skill because I think driving in most countries is a skilled uh, uh, requirement because more so skilled in Atlanta than, than uh, the U.S. because I think that we at least have a lot of laws in place to kind of keep mm-hmm. everyone in line. And a lot of places that I travel to is kind of like free for all. They have lights and stuff, but right. it's going a thousand dollars per hour. Um, and then they drive on, on the other side of the, the road, too. So the mm-hmm. really is an opportunity from us. Um, but I, I know that's a, that's a pretty – that's obtainable, I think, because I know a few people who have gotten their international license just have to go to an international driving school. Um, right. But I think, that, I think I would like to do that because I think it will make me feel a little bit more free to maybe make that happen one day as far as moving overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Chika? Uh, I've actually toyed around with the idea of getting my pilot's license. Mm. I want to fly. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, until you get experience, I ain't flying nowhere with you. Nothing <laughs> 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 What about you, Savage? <laughs> Mine aren't that class. I mean, my idea isn't as classy <laughs> as the okay? I want to learn how to make a lace wig, you know, get some coin. <laughs> a lace wig. A wig. Yeah, that's time to become a wig. No, maker. that is good. That's a good skill. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, we already know that the hair industry, the hair industry is a billion dollar uh, business. So get some yeah, of that money. I'm trying, I'm trying to put hell every ball. <laughs> in the DMV area. In the DMV area. <laughs> yeah. I think my skill I always. Good. Just to add to what Savage is saying, my girlfriend who went on the trip with me to Trinidad, she makes wigs, but she still does it for herself. And she's so talented, she does makeup. And so we were having a conversation, and she was like, Do you know how much this girl on YouTube make? And she was telling about the makeup artists and the girls that does wigs and different, um, different fashion um, outfits put together. If that channel mm-hmm. has so many followers and subscribers, they get paid like fifty thousand dollars a month. I'm like, I have got to learn how to do something. <laughs> okay, to do a 
Because people are going to pay money for their hair, guys and girls, for their haircuts and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Because everybody wants to look good for the most part. I think I would want to learn how to play the piano. I, I actually signed up one time to uh, learn, but everybody knows now I'm impatient. So I was thinking, am I really going uh, <laughs> to really have the patience to learn? But I think one day I would, I would want to learn how to play the piano. But you at home, tweet us, Steve, Steve and I show SHL, let us know what's one new skill you would like to learn. All right. You ready to get into these hot topics? Do it. All right. Let's get going. Well, people were shocked last night. Uh, Fox released a never-seen-before interview of O.J. Simpson where he was talking about – it was based from 2006. I think it's 2006 or 2008, one of them. But when he wrote the book, um, something about, I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how, talking about the murders of Nicole – uh, if I did it, I think what the book is called. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he, well, they were uh, in the interview, he was walking through step by step, talking about what happened that night, but doing it hypothetically. But as the interviewer would ask, ask uh, him questions, sometimes he would kind of leave the hypothetical part out, and, and it was like it was a confession uh, live, on, live on you know the interview. Well, people tweeted about it. Uh, Shalmir the guy said, OJ said that he still goes to Nicole's grave and curses her out. They said that he would go to Nicole's grave and scream at it. He said, that man is nuts. Uh, Dan Bilzerian, I don't know who he is, he tweeted, um, if, uh, if I was Nicole's dad, I would have definitely killed OJ by now. And he said, I knew OJ was guilty after I saw this. So what what – what are your thoughts on them releasing this interview? And, yeah, what are your thoughts on it? I'll just ask you that. Who are his advisors? Uh, I, like, who's in his camp? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was a, I think it was a, just a dumb move. It was just dumb. Well, I don't think with him it matters who he, who's in his camp, right? He has the same standard as Donald Trump. So mm-hmm. um, he can't be controlled. He's a narcissist. He's always about him. And he, no matter who is advising him, that that need to be seen and be heard and um, yep. be admired and think he's, think he's so powerful, that's always going to come out, regardless of who's advising. He's always going to do what he wants. Um, but, you know, it's funny because people were reacting like they were so shocked, I think especially the black community. I have known since I was 10 years old, O.J. killed that woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there, was, there is nothing new to me. I, and, and as I grew up, I realized that he's a narcissist, um, not team O.J. He's never done anything for our community. In fact, he has denied our community. Um, and before he uh, went on his run and, and, and trial, Johnny Cochran, he had not one black person as a friend. So uh, he can kick rocks. He he is not for the people. And I don't know what the situation with OJ Stevens with black people is, but I don't have, I don't have, I'm not part of it. Mm-hmm. Me either. But when they said he was um, screaming at her grave, I said, oh, that's a certified fool. That is a fool. Yeah, always thought it was. Him and his son because uh, his son is crazy that. too. Yeah, they said that. Yeah. They said that. They're all crazy. Mm-hmm. That. Well, you know, he's already gotten in trouble and almost arrested since being released. You know, he's 70 years old now. Because remember, I don't know if you remember, but they aired the, you know, some of that, the trial, you know, of him being sentenced um, or his pro- parole, I'm sorry. Uh, they aired some of that on TV. 
And one thing he was saying was once he got out of jail, he was going to move to Florida, kind of stay, live a low, you know, low-key life with his family. That been he'd been in Vegas, getting drunk at bars, turning up. It's like, you know, you got away with murder. We shouldn't have heard you from you again. You should move to and Europe. He went back to the same city where he got set up. This is how much of a narcissist he is, and feel like he can't be touched. Mm-hmm. You just spent almost twenty years in prison. You got set up in the same city that you got set up in, which Vegas. I grew up in Vegas, and I right. know, you know, law enforcement how they how they work. They are very racist, but it's institutionalized. It's not just straight out like you would be down south where you know they're racist. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, you got set up in the city where that's allowed. So, in any other city, that case would have been thrown out because of how it was all set up and, and he was set up. Mm-hmm. But in, in the city of Vegas, in Vegas, it's allowed because law enforcement um, create and the government create laws around where they can get you in schemes like that. Yeah. So, you already have been set up and spent nine years in prison. Why are you getting kicked out of bars twice and, 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 and leaving with three or four white women? I mean, just like that ever happened. <laughs> right. And and like, but him and George Zimmerman can't get their shit together. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's you true. Right. Sit down. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, you know, uh, what was I going to say? Shoot. I went, my brain, never mind. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all I was going to say about him. I can't. Oh, it was a good thought. Anyway, but no, he is a narcissist, and I think that, especially at 70 years old, you can't sit down somewhere. You can't just say, listen, it was a good run, you know what I mean? I remember my sister, right after the O.J. Uh, Simpson case, this is just a funny story, I, we used to, me and my sister used to work at this call center together, and there was this girl that worked with me, she was white, and she she was just a flirt, and one day she was sitting on my my lap. My sister, called, my sister called me over, she said, did the O.J. Simpson case mean anything to you? <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> but anyway, all right, uh, switching gears, Stormy Daniels. Now, this is the uh, adult, right, adult porn star who allegedly had the affair with 45, and, uh, you know, she signed a nondisclosure agreement right before the presidential election in 2016. Now, the affair was was supposedly in 2006, 2007, right after uh, Melania gave birth to, to uh, Barron, their son Barron. Right. Well, she's now saying, because she got paid $130,000, and supposedly the money was paid by 45's attorney, and he knew nothing about it. Uh, he's saying that he it came out of his equity in his home or something. Well, she's now offering to give back the $130,000 that she was paid for asylum so she can speak freely about the affair and release any text messages, photos, videos that she might have. Now, her attorney says that uh, her attorney name is Michael Avenetti, and he's saying that this has never been, been about the money, but it, it's always been about uh, Stormy Daniels being allowed to tell her truth. The American people should be permitted to judge for themselves who's shooting straight with them and who's misleading them. Do you think that uh, Do you think that she'll be able to tell her story one day? I think it's a smart move that she's um, that she's her her attorney have found a way around um, that confidentiality agreement because I think she knows and her attorney is aware too, regardless of what they're saying, that she can make a lot more money by talking. 
get book deals. She can get TV appearances, and they pay over 150 just to show up to a show. Right. So yeah. she's like, please take the money back and let me go ahead and get this real paper. Yeah. So I think I think it's a smart move. I think I think he needs to be finessed and hustled um, because I think um, he does think, it to everybody else. He, he sure he does. Right. He didn't sign sure her. He didn't sign it. Right. He didn't sign or he didn't whatever it was. He didn't sign either his real name or. Well, he didn't sign. Period. Yeah, he didn't. He had it under a pseudo name, and he never signed it because he didn't want it to be Google, you know, to come back to haunt him. Pretty much, you know, he didn't want people to be able to say, "Oh yeah, well here's the paperwork." You know what I mean? Um, oh, but, okay. Well, it's, mm, it's void in. That's what that's what the terms are saying. So we'll see how this plays out. Will you, uh, Savage? Will you be interested in seeing the videos and pictures and everything? No. Uh, trying to get her money. She should have uh, been a little more forward thinking and really thought about it before she signed anything mm-hmm. because, you know, she definitely stands to make weight, probably millions. Because yeah. for whatever reason, brothers are interested in his affair. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out who is interested. <clears throat> but uh, to answer your question, I, I'll, it's a strong pass for me on the affair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was funny because no. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chica. I was gonna say, me personally, I don't want to see it, but I do want it exposed because I want yeah. it out there because I want him embarrassed. I want him publicly embarrassed. I want I all agree. of his business put out there on Front Street because he's victimized so many people over the years. It's turned about as fair play. It's time. You're right. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Some, someone tweeted uh, or posted on Facebook. They said, "Our president's being sued by." being sued by a porn star. Let that sink in. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Crazy. No, well, class. Take, no class. No class. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more hot topics right back after this.
You got the look of a diva. Dog got it all now. Follow the procedure. I need you to leave your mind. Bring your body. Ain't nothing but an east side party. You got the look of a diva. Dog got it all now. Follow the procedure. I need you to leave your mind. Bring your body. Ain't nothing but an east side party. She got a diva look. She walk in the room. Everybody like. She got a diva look. She walk in the room, everybody like I could tell what she hitting on Already got me thinking what she sipping on I could see her roommate playing bodyguard The other one best friend, she gon' block hard But my game like Jordan Jackson Spit it like Biggie when I get it cracking See everybody be a dawn in my faction OG schooled us to grow past them I inbound the ball, broke the full court press How you doing, what's your name, what's next? Followed by a verbal game of chess A couple words in her ear, let us hang the rest I'm like, you got the look of a diva Dog got it all now, follow the procedure I need you to leave your mind Bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party You got the look of a diva Dog got it all now, follow the procedure I need you to leave your mind Bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party She got a diva look She walk in the room, everybody like She got a diva look she walk in the room, everybody like I step off, her friends start judging He's not the type to wife up or love him Now her emotions kick, push, and shoving She see through the persona that they be loving Cause my game Cam Newton, Tom Brady Mama's baby raised me from the 80s Taught me how to talk when it's to a lady I put it down so for show, no maybe I feel a vibrate in my pocket The text read, I'm digging what I'm watching I replied, I'm digging that you're watching Let's slide off a combo when nobody's watching I'm live you got the look of a diva. Dog got it all now. Follow the procedure. I need you to leave your mind. Bring your body. Ain't nothing but an east side party. You got the look of a diva. Dog got it all now. Follow the procedure. I need you to leave your mind. Bring your body. Ain't nothing but an east side party. Cool, old school, big Snoop Dogg, I be breaking the rules. I'm phenomenal, your mama knows, so I'ma go and get it. Gosh, did the beat, so you know I got to spit it. So cool, new school. A Omega, I be dropping them jewels. I'm phenomenal with a ganja blow, so baby, come and hit it. Cush did the beat, so you know I'm gonna spit it. You got the look of a diva. Dog got it all now, follow the procedure. I need you to leave your mind. Bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party. You got the look of a diva. Dog got it all now, follow the procedure. I need you to leave your mind. Bring your body, ain't nothing but an east side party. Look up a diva. Dog got it all now. Follow the procedure. I need you to leave your mind. Bring your body. Ain't nothing but an east side party. Ooh. Hi, this is Trina Broussard, and you're listening to my new single, Where I'm Supposed to Be, on the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. What reminds you all over social media Facebook, Twitter, Google, Instagram, and of course, our official website, The Stephen Knight Show. We're also on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, YouTube. Go to our website and check us out. 
All right, well, I don't know if you watched last night, but the Real Housewives of Atlanta viewers saw Nene Leakes once again speaking on Sheree Whitfield's incarcerated boyfriend. Now, as previously reported, Nene alleged that Sheree's boo, Tyrone Gillums, is a thirsty con artist and denied rumors that they had a secret relationship. And Nene doubled down on the statement on Housewives last night on their trip to Barcelona after declaring that, that questions keep coming up, although they really haven't. But Nene volunteered information that she never dated or slept with Tyrone. She said, I'm going to be very clear with you guys that you can never ask me again. I have been married. I have been married for over 20 years. I'm very much in love with my husband. Sheree and Tyrone, I'm happy for them, but I've never been out with Tyrone. That's Sheree's man. He's not my man. He's not my friend. He's not my cousin. He's not my neighbor. So whenever you bring up the name Tyrone directed to Sheree Whitfield, you want to talk about a man, talk about Greg Leakes. Because I'm Mrs. Mrs. Greg Leakes and have been for 20 years. Now, Nene's lengthy uh, statement was causing fans, especially even Candy Barris, to be suspicious and wonder if she got has a guilty conscience. Candy went on and said, I never said you dated Tyrone. And then in her confessional, she said, now you're telling her yourself. What you do, girl? So what they're pretty much saying is Nene was going in and no one ever accused her of dating Tyrone. But she had made comments about, you know, his past. And so they were kind of side-eyed. Why are you so mad and why are you so, you know. Do you think that Nene uh, had, because what the story is, is that Nene was in L.A. and um, Tyrone was in L.A. And supposedly she was trying to get at Tyrone while she was in L.A. This is when her and Greg had that fake divorce um, for the show. Do you think Nene messed around with Tyrone? Absolutely. And if she <laughs> stopped getting rhinoplasty, her Pinocchio nose will grow. Nene is lying. She messed around with Tyrone. She did it. OJ did it. Nene did it. <laughs> I, I don't believe anything Nene has to say. I'm sorry. I can't believe a black woman with blonde hair. <laughs> well, you know, uh, she was tweeting because people were tweeting her saying she's coming off very defensive, and she was responding. She responded with someone saying that she gave him head, and then she responded to one saying that she's being sarcastic, that she sat on his face. I think that's kind of bizarre to even tweet that, especially if you're a married woman. You know what I mean? I don't know. She's not very emotionally mature, but it is inappropriate. You're right. Mm-hmm. Poor Greg, he just want to sit down and be Papa, and then he out here just <laughs> doing the most, doing the most, Miss Parker. I guess you don't care about this subject. <laughs> well, I, I haven't been really watching, so um, I didn't remember the discussion with um, with Sheree and the guy in prison. But I haven't mm-hmm. really been able to catch up on the episodes since, so I'm not sure what's going on. But like, like. Savage, I agree with her. Can't trust nobody. No black woman with blonde with bleach blonde hair. So who knows? And I never, I've never liked uh, Nene anyway. So my opinion probably be biased. Right. I never Same. had anything about her. <laughs> well, Tyrone, he told Sheree in one of their conversations that it would be very smart. Pretty much, it would be very um, wise for Nene to keep his name out of her mouth. So he must know some, somehow. Right. Well, this is a crazy story. So, um. There was a middle school in Jacksonville, Florida, and the math teacher, David Swinyard, he's without pay um, after allegations that in October he 
was talking to his, to the class, and he made racist remarks, saying that if my daughter was dating someone who used the F word, I wouldn't have any respect for that N. He used the N word. He's white. Um, and then he said, they said several students testified that the cl- classroom grew quiet and seemingly shocked over his use of the slur. Um, and then when questioned about it, he denied ever using it, saying he would never do so, according to a report that was released. Now, shortly after the incident, one male student left the classroom to report the teacher's aggressive tone and demeanor to his mother, but Swinyard allegedly followed the student and began yelling at him and also snatched the phone out of his hand. Another student told the district investigators that Swinyard had been discussing relationships when he told students, if your boyfriend says bad things to you and or treats you wrong, that means he's been acting like an in. You all should not be dating all these different African-American boys because they aren't worth it. Well, it gets worse. So uh, the students say when Mr. Swinyard gets mad, he becomes aggressive. One of the female students testified. She said that he belittles students talking about their low test scores. Um, he loves to talk about politics and Donald Trump. He also talks about attending a black church, and he mocks black pe- uh, preachers. Uh, <laughs> despite finding Swinyard's behavior rude, one of the students said he actually is a good teacher. Now, he has no past disciplinary actions, um, but pretty much he's been – they also accused him, accused him of watching porn uh, on his cell phone and computer in the class, but they said that was never founded. But the superintendent did um, suspend him, and then they're going to move him to a different department in the school district where he won't be uh, interacting with kids for the rest of the year. Do you think he should keep his job, or do you think what do you what do you think the correct punishment should be? He's also he's also uh, you know contesting this uh, the ruling. But what are your thoughts on this? No, absolutely not. I think he's a racist and he needs to go. And if I can share something with you guys real quickly, my nephew attends Cornell University. He was in altercation with one of his professors twice to the point where the professor got removed from the school for 10 days suspension. Pretty much for almost calling him on. He pretty much said everything but the N-words, my nephew. Wow. Um, the only reason, only reason I didn't um, move forward with, with a law student or something against the school is my nephew is very mindful of his academic career moving forward. Um, he wants to be an attorney. He got accepted to Stanford, Stanford Law, Harvard Law, NYU Law. Mm-hmm. And he's, a, he's a brilliant kid, so he's he's afraid that that case would have somehow damaged his career moving forward. Right. Um, and just FYI, I don't I, I know this is a this is a high school situation, but I you know because of that reason and other reasons that people I've spoken to, I don't believe in black kids going to uh, Ivy League schools. Um, I think it's great that they're smart enough to do it, but I think it, what it does is it academically it improves their chances in society, but I think more, it, their moral and their self-esteem is killed in the process. And because my nephew is a totally different child, different kid, young man, uh, than I think he would have been if he had went to an HBCU and got the confidence and respect that he needs and deserves. So teachers like him it, it break down our kids' self-esteem and they go, they go out into society and feel less than, and then they can't produce, they can't be great because we have teachers who are um, even subconsciously telling them that they're not good enough. And and, Mm -hmm. and a racist teacher is is an issue. Having a racist teacher is a big issue because what it is is shaping your own kid's mind 
Um, so that's like having your the KKK teach your kids, modern day version of it. So no, right. absolutely not. He doesn't belong. He does not belong in no one's classroom. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I, I just want to say congratulations to your nephew because he sounds like a super smart young man. And yeah. that battle, it's really sad that we as black people have to choose our battles wisely. Because mm-hmm. while he's mm-hmm. within his right to have a law, you know, launch a lawsuit against the school because of that behavior from the professor, we have to say, okay, let me think about this long term. I don't want this right. to my name if I plan on being a lawyer. It's messed up, but that's just right. it's sad. that's the trade off yeah. we have to choose mm-hmm. more often than not. But I think with respect to this teacher in Florida, um, forty five is giving these people some. Mm-hmm. Out of this world, concept. yeah, yep, no, he is, <laughs> and it's crazy. And like, I think initially you want to react with violence, but you know, nonviolent when they go low, we go high. But I really think that he needs to be taken away from any type of contact with students, just like these. I equate him to the teachers that sleep with their students, like it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You act like you have some sense when you're teaching children. Why are you talking about anything other than the subject at hand, exactly? And why, yeah, why are you talking, if it's math class, why are we talking about politics? Why are we talking about 45? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, he's inappropriate. He doesn't know how to be around kids, so he shouldn't be around them, obviously. They need to, they need to help him find happiness somewhere else. He needs mm-hmm. to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Not that. At a, at a Trump rally. The, the, <laughs> and the other thing is, there used to be a point in time where I remember going to school and – not thinking that my teachers were human, just simply because they were held to a different standard than right. any other adult. And that they focused on their job. Mm-hmm. They focused on education, and you didn't – actually, you didn't even connect the humanness to the teacher because they were a fixture of education, and then that's all you knew about your teacher. I remember that I would see my a couple teachers outside in the real world and be like, oh, you shop? You right, go yeah. to the mall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get back in the classroom. There used to be a standard. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. used to be a standard. <laughs> and the teachers aren't being held to that standard anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, you saw the uh, Betsy, what's her name? DeBose, DeBose, what her name is. She was on an interview yesterday, and she's over all the education, and she don't have any common sense. So right. it trickles down. It trickles down. Okay, well. Uh, Nick Gordon is back in the news. You remember he's ex-boyfriend of the late Bob and Christina. He was arrested again on domestic violence charges. People uh, Magazine reports that Nick, 29, was arrested Saturday on a domestic battery charge for an incident between him and his girlfriend, Laura Leo. Now, Gordon told authorities that after a night of drinking, his crazy girlfriend ripped his shirt and threw a bottle at him. Leo alleged, however, that uh, after she picked up Gordon from a bar, he struck her in the face while she was driving, pulled her hair, and stated to her that she would she should make her wreck the car. According to the uh, little had uh, visible injuries, including a slightly swollen bottom lip, dried blood. Gordon was arrested for uh, battery domestic violence, despite Lil not wanting to press charges. Now, back in July, Gordon was arrested on domestic violence and false imprisonment charges after he allegedly. Uh, punched Leo and wouldn't let her leave their home. 
Gordon is still under criminal investigation for the 2015 death of Bobby Christina and has been ordered to pay her estate $36 million after being found civilly liable for her death. Okay. What are your thoughts? Like the 45th, like Nene, like OJ, they all did it. Nick did it too. Mm-hmm. And Nick did it they too. were saying that he was crazy a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And to the point where now Bobby Brown is actually, I think he's fighting to have um, the, uh, Whitney's and uh, Bobby Chris's autopsy changed because yeah. he that they were murdered. Mm-hmm. And whatever the situation was between him and, and Bobby Christina, they had a very volatile relationship. I do believe in my heart of hearts that he murdered that girl. Mm. Very violent person, and he's sick. Did y'all see his... Um mugshot yeah he looks horrible when i saw the eyebrows art i said something ain't right with this boy <laughs> 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 and, I was better than mine. and i'm not trying to make yeah. it out of this situation because it's horrible <laughs> right <laughs> he's he out here beating people but I if my man come home with his eyebrows arch like that we're done <laughs> right. It's over. Right. Something ain't right. Well, and the thing. Something is not right. Mhm. And I'm wondering, like. Yeah, I'm sorry, Parker. I'm, sure I'm not sure if he killed her or not because I do think they had a volatile relationship. But I do think that um, he is a very troubled young man, and everybody needs to run until he gets help. Yeah. And this is the second time they've had a. I'm sorry. I was saying this is the second time that he's been arrested on domestic violence charges against this young lady, and she's saying that she didn't want to press charges last time. So I think she needs help too. Yeah, that sounds like a typical abuse victim, but mm-hmm. yeah, they need to stop. Yeah. Mhm. Yes, sir. Bobby, you want to do something to help? Whoop Nick ass. Right. <laughs> right. Something to help. Well, my question is, where are the men in, the, in this girl, young girl's life? Where, where was right. a, a male figure that looks after, like even with Bobby Chris? Why didn't Bobby whoop this boy's behind a long time ago? Right. You know, somebody needs right. to get a hold of him. Some of these men in these women's lives need to step up. A brother, a cousin, an uncle, dad, somebody needs to step like up. Like way back in the day, you touched my, you touched my niece or my daughter. Or hey, no way back in the day, let somebody mess with my sister, see what happens. She can't right now on site. <laughs> right, on site. But you know, um, Bobby Christina's cousin and Nick got into a fight. This, yeah. was bef- this was before, I think, before the incident where it caused her to be unconscious. But um, they did get in the fight, so I don't know. But he lived in Jersey, and they lived in Atlanta, so I don't know how often you can see her. I think one of those uncles that saw them every day, the one that is married to um, uh, when he was the manager, should have gotten oh, yeah. in that A a long time ago. But yeah. Too complacent in all in all ways. That whole that whole side of the family was just too complacent. I'm not mm-hmm. sure I'm not gonna think you're responsible for an adult and, and their decision. But I think that you should have been more stern. I think they didn't want Bobby Christina to kick them off of their because um, they were in charge of her money. So yeah. I think that's why that's why they were so lenient, you know, and, and just allow anything to go down because when they had that T V show the girl passed out twice. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, because she was she was she was visibly uh under influence. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, Bob and Christina, and I hope this young lady—I hope this young lady gets—is uh, able to get this domestic, you know, harmful relationship. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, last topic. So we had, we talked about this last week on the show, but it's official. Beyonce and Jay Z have announced they're doing a second joint tour called On On the World. I'm sorry, On the Run Tour, Part Two or whatever. Anyway, so um, you know, a lot of people are excited, but a lot of people are saying that they don't want Jay Z part of the tour. Someone <laughs> someone someone tweeted. Uh, I thought it was funny. They said Beyonce once instructed ladies to leave their man at home. I just wonder why she won't do the same thing. <laughs> and someone said, you, you, and you know what's better than another Beyonce and Jay-Z tour? Just the Beyonce tour. Question, will you, will you be going to see them uh, live? Well, you know, I, I said last week that I didn't want. Sorry. Go ahead. You, no, I was just saying last week, last week I, I said I don't like big arena shows like that, but I just want the beehive. I'm talking directly to the beehive. Maybe you have to consider that this is strategic because Beyonce probably will go on tour, but this is a good way for her to keep an eye on her man and keep him with her. Because, you know, <laughs> recently Tiffany Haddish did, did say she recently saw a situation with Jay-Z acting muck and Beyonce had to get in and regulate. So maybe this is, you know, she's doing a preventative thing, you know, to keep yeah, her together, she's, you know. she's doing it because she cannot leave that man at home for no five months. Right <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> and you know when Beyonce hits the road, she hits the road. Yeah. Oh, God bless them all. They got more money than all of us. <laughs> Savage, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Tell everybody again when they listen to the Articulate Podcast and what days uh, you all release new episodes. Thank you for having me. Um, we release new episodes every Thursday. You can check us out at The Articulate Podcast. That's our uh, Instagram handle, Facebook. Our Twitter is The Articulate PC, or you can check us out at TheArticulatePodcast.com. But, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I always enjoy talking to y'all. Thank you. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. It was. Miss Parker, I forgot to tell you, happy belated birthday. I know last week we wished you on the show, but your birthday was uh, last Sunday. So uh, happy belated. Thank I know you, you had a great time. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. I told, I told, <laughs> I told uh, Ty, if I go to another um, Miss Parker birthday event uh, just in the next two weeks, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> I've been there like Listen, three or four. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy for well, listen, thank you so much, Miss Parker. Have a great week. Savage, have a great week. And Chica, I'll see you in uh, movie reviews. Thank All right. You. We'll be right back after this. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. You know where I'm from. Yeah. Windy City, Windy City. Yeah, yeah. You know where I'm from. Yeah. Shot City, Shot City. Yeah, what up? Yeah, what up? That's 773. What up? What up? 630 815 We lie, 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 lie. From the Midwest, homie, this is life. The best, yeah, we do it right. We keep up in these streets, yeah, from day to night. Y'all know where we be, yeah, you know we rep that. 
That 312, yeah, that windy city. That 312, yeah, my head is swimming. That 312, yeah, that windy city. That 312, yeah, my head is swimming. From the shot, my dude Came in the game for the crown, my dude Know a couple goons from the south side I'll leave your mouth wide open And don't make the whole crowd move like With around, my dude From the low end to the wild, wild too Hundreds and these youngest They be gunning and be stunting Ain't no pump Nobody smiling at you, huh? It'll go down, my dude Without a word or a sound, my dude Out, out west, they will clown out too Bring out that cannon for nicks Demanding your shit While you panicking, flinching You standing there pissing And vanishing, dipping Go dance with a chicken And laugh at that lick That they hit real quick These dudes Wild out too, huh? You know now, my dude. The look of the street is a frown, my dude. Don't work, you don't eat, stay from round, they food. The hunger, the feast of shot town, don't snooze. The heat of that bang, of that hammer, these tools. They're using the war on the street, and there's few who live by that. Don't die by that, that's fact. It's Chirac, I'm from that. From the Midwest, homie, this is life. We do it the best, yeah, we do it right. We keep up in these streets, yeah, from day to night. Y'all know where we be, yeah, you know we rep that That 312, yeah, that windy city That 312, yeah, my head is swimming That 312, yeah, that windy city That 312, yeah, my head is swimming It's rack, my hitter. Yeah, the best city on the map, my hitters. Know a couple spots that'll leave a fucking shot by the talent that we got. So watch them hitters. Yeah, watch We on top, my hitters. The women we got, they be hot. Traffic be moving, now stop. Now stop. Middle finger to the cops. It's different every block. But we still cream of the crowd. Summer's by the lake, keep a rugged feeling great. And them Jordan number eights, it'll pop. It'll pop. People move here by the flock to get the festivals, food in the spots. Forget the tickets be costing a lot. But it's the home of Jazz House. And be pop with the bulls, the bears, and white socks. Can't miss the legends and pips that we got with the best of the best in hip hop. Whether you like it or not, it's the crucial conflict cycle drama and twister. Common Kanye, Lupe, Lupe, Bump J, Freddie G, King Louis, do or die. It's the shot. From the Midwest, homie, this is life. We do it the best, yeah, we do it right. We keep up in these streets, yeah, from day to night. Y'all know where we be, yeah, you know we rep that That 312, yeah, that windy city That 312, yeah, my head is swimming That 312, yeah, that windy city That 312, yeah, my head is swimming
lost a few on the way Miss them all the time But I keep the memories alive on the music Thought I wouldn't do it I thought I couldn't do it Thought I wouldn't do it Thought I couldn't do it Thought I wouldn't do it And I couldn't do it Watch me do it, do it, do it Show them how to move like It's your only option Show them how to go, girl Cause you do it flawless She be like Dude can really sing. He really, he's good. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
No doubt. You know, music music is a, is a my first love, but it's crazy because a lot of a lot of people that I hang around my associates and friends didn't really understand how much it meant to me. Yeah. I think that's just because I was sort of in transition, you know, trying to just living, trying to figure it out, you know, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm, yeah, so back to life. Well, let's talk about, okay, so t- talk about how you developed your love for music and then transition it into corporate America and how you kind of balanced that at that time. Okay, so when I was in school, I actually studied music initially. Okay. Um, classically trained singer and, um, you know, it was tough, you know, and life happened. And I right. actually left left school to pursue music. Um, went back later, got a degree in business, and I was actually already uh, working with the company. And I sort of used my degree to propel me in that company. Um, and then the very next company that I worked with, I was was worked my way up to being a vice president mm-hmm. um, of learning and development. And but there was just I could there was something missing in my life. And I actually took a a series of courses, self-discovery courses, and really came to realize that there was a level of, I guess, was sort of yearning or sadness in my life because I really had abandoned music. And I didn't realize how much it meant to me until I sort of went through this whole process and Mm -hmm. ultimately allowed me to really be able to say, I am a singer and I am a songwriter and everything else I've been doing is just sort of, you know, to sort of, to, to, to get along. And so that brought me back to music, um, met some great producers, songwriters, we became friends, and I really just dedicated myself to putting together a project that I really could just be, be proud of, that really showed, showcased my talent that I could just be proud of. And you left corporate America. Did you, and did you leave yeah. to go back into music, or what was, what was that part of that whole transition journey kind of thing? Yeah, good, great question. So the, the how the universe works is when you are able to sort of stand firm in what you want and declare it, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and in spite of what you see in front of you, the universe will actually move on your behalf and in yeah. your favor. Yeah. And so that's, that's essentially what happened. I you know turned down a high-paying job um, to dedicate myself to doing my music, and then another opportunity actually came open where I was a consultant. So I've been actually my own boss consulting oh, as awesome. I've been working on music yeah. for the past year and a half. And so um, it allows me the time, the resources to really focus towards putting my music together. So, you know, left the, left the corporate job and then developed my own business. And then, awesome. which of course, gave me the resources and more time to really focus in on um, and to be able to to dedicate myself to my craft. You, you know, I think that's a good lesson because a lot of people, and I've interviewed a lot of people on the show, who they knew that what they were doing, I mean, they appreciated their job. Obviously, it afforded them the lifestyle they were living, but they yeah. just felt this emptiness in themselves, and they felt like there's something else I should be doing. And so yeah. I think you just explained to me a, uh, an ideal way to do it, you know, because everyone can't walk away from their job. They can't walk away from, you know, a lot of they won't be able to do anything. <laughs> but, um, but, but you, you, but you, it worked right for you. And then you were able to transition to your own boss, which gave you the flexibility to not only do music, but also sustain your, um, your livelihood. I think that was, that's a great lesson. Right. That's a great lesson. Yeah. Were you, were you, were you nervous um, leaving um, your VP position? Were you, what, cause I remember I interviewed this woman on our show. I've known her forever. And, um, she actually 
had a, a, corp, a really high-level corporate job, but she started making handbags on the side, and before you knew it, um, celebrities were buying her handbags, and she said she struggled with, do I leave this great job I have to pursue my passion? And, you know, eventually she did. What was your journey for? Was, was it a struggle for you to leave there, the VP job? No. So I should, I should clarify. So there was, a, there was a period of time between when the job ended and I became a consultant. So the, the company actually sold. So okay. I, had an opportunity, I had an opportunity to go back into corporate structure with another company. Right. And I, I didn't. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and so that's when the the consulting, uh, then I started consulting probably a month or two after that. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, but, you know, it, it all it all worked out for me. I will say that, you know, sometimes, like, the grind is real, and when you have a passion for something mm-hmm. and a vision, and it's going to, you're going to move, and it's going to push you in that particular direction. Right. I think that, you know, the, everybody's journey is different. Yeah. I think for me, for me I, I've always been sort of a visionary, but I think um, outside of the fact that I really am blessed with sort of with where I am today, mm-hmm. um, but also I think because I, I put in the work and I worked and I've worked really, really hard. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's important that if you do have a vision and you're moving forward in your vision, that you have to create, stay prayerful create and craft a plan that really works for you because everybody's journey is going to be different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um, so do you, do you think that the transition uh, from corporate America, um, when you, you said it, uh, you started the consulting work, maybe a month or two after, do you think it was important for you to kind of uh, be focused during that month where you were kind of figuring out next steps? Did you, did you, did you feel like, what, what was what was going through you at that period when you're when you're not working and you're deciding on which way to go? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, for me, uh, Stephen, I really had to stay focused on what it is that I was really trying to do. Right. Yeah. And so, I, for me, music is more than just um, you know something to do to make mm-hmm. people happy. For me, mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a calling and it's a passion. Um, and so in, in that transition, in that time period, I just really just tried to stay true to myself and to keep reminding myself, you know, as I watched my severance and I watched, you know, my bank account balance <laughs> drop, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, really, I really had to stay focused on my vision, and that is I'm a singer and I'm a songwriter who writes songs of love and help and healing and empowerment. Um, that are R&B songs, but that there's an underlining message. And so that is why I'm here on this earth. So, so if anybody's going through any sort of transition, I think you have to just, if that's, if that's what you want to do, do it. If you want to do it just to have fun, I think that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's helpful if there's a driving message behind that where you are using your music to do something that somehow in some way is going to be helping somebody along the way. Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right, well, let's talk about Back to Life. I told you I yeah. love this song. I remember uh, you, were, you would put out little snippets, you know, leading up to the release of the single. And I remember when I first heard it, I was like, oh, okay. I, I hear him. I hear him. And then the whole song came out. I think I downloaded it at midnight that night. <laughs> oh, the day, wow. the morning, I did, and then um, wow. and I listened to it, and then you released a video for it, and the yeah. video was hot, 
I mean, it's thank you. It's so smooth. So tell us about the process behind creating this single and the video. So back to life. Um, so I sort of A and R the project. So some of the I worked really closely with a lot of producers. A really good producer friend, Brandon John, was is executive. He and I executive produced the project together. Um, but I, I utilized other producers, and I had this particular track that I I really liked. Um, and I actually um, worked with um, a singer, a songwriter named Jay, uh, Jay Parrish. I think that's his last name, but okay. his sort of stage name. But he actually wrote that particular song. Okay. Um, and my vision for the song was just something cool, smooth, laid back, mm-hmm. um, that was sort of a carefree and that's actually what he came up with, and I sort of, you know, uh, changed some of the words and you know moved around some of the some of the some of the vocals. But um, the goal was just to create a cool, smooth song that was that uh, sort of free flowing. And with Back to Life, you know, the song is a cool song, but it does there's elements I think of like traditional R&B, contemporary yeah. R&B because of yeah. the strong like bass, and so. Um, you know, the, the goal was just to be able to create a cool song that was was relevant, but that you know had elements of you know traditional R and B and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what about the video? So, as far as the video is concerned, I work with um, A One um, A One Vision is the name of the company uh, on the the concept of the video and. Again, you know, uh, the, the video was just for us to sort of um, create a cool visual that was laid back, um, that sort of was a, a, a visual introduction of me as an artist, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you know, that was really creating a visual that was true to the actual song. Yeah, and it, um, it was perfect. Because sometimes you see videos, you're, you're like, how did it come with that concept for this song? <laughs> but no, it right. actually went very. Actually, it made me like the song even better because I already liked the song, but the video made me like it a lot, that, which I think videos are supposed to do. You know what I mean? They're right. supposed to make yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, Thanks so much. No, no doubt. Your next single and video is gonna be "Loves on the Way." Talk, tell us about this. Yeah. I think you put, you released a, a clip of that, a snippet of that. Is that right? I, uh, uh, probably. I think there is a snippet of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Love's on the Way is probably, that might be my favorite song. Okay. Um, and so I, 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 I can tell you that originally that was going to be the first single, and then we just sort of rethought the process and then decided to do Back to Life. But Love's on the Way is, you know, I, I guess so every artist I'm sure has like a, a, a style of song or a style of singing mm-hmm. that's most true to who they are. And for me, "Loves on the Way" represents that. Okay. Um, it is. It is definitely a uh, more traditional R&B song, um, and it is, you know, so it's a it's a it's a love song. But there's an underlining message to anyone who's in a place in their life where they feel as if they've been abandoned, they've been hurt, they've been let down. That you know, hold tight. Love is coming. Love is on the way. You're worth it. It's going to be okay. Um, and so, you know, as I mentioned to you a little earlier, that's that's the driving force behind me being able to come back and be so passionate about my music yeah. is 
that that I recognize that that in every opportunity in, in in our lives we all have opportunities to to I think to help people to sort of move the world forward in a positive manner and so uh, I try to so much to do that with my music but in particular loves on the way really encompasses that for me okay um, and so I actually have the video I shot the video actually first believe it okay. or not so the video videos ready um, that's that song will actually be dropping, I want to say, the 13th of April. Um, and then, you know, shortly thereafter, um, the the video will be dropping. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So then, of course, we're going to have the album release. Can we talk about that? Are you doing, doing it big in New York for the album release? <laughs> uh, I don't know about doing it big, but I'll be doing it. I'll be doing it. So what you got planned for that whole album? Like, what can we expect from the whole album? Uh, so I will I will be having a listening session for the album and probably an album release party. Um, but as far as the the album itself, it really is the the album, in my opinion, is a true representation of who I am as as an artist, as a okay. singer, as a songwriter. So I wrote probably I quote or I wrote. Uh, solely, probably maybe three or four songs, and then collaborated on the others. Okay. The others, but there's there's twelve songs on the album. A really great songwriter, um, Bruce Carter, um, out of Missouri, um, uh, co-wrote a lot of the really good songs. Like he's a really good, just a very soulful songwriter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am I am very appreciative of having having worked with him on the project. But but the project itself is really it really is a is an R and B album. It's an album of love. Um, you know, like I mentioned mentioned to you before, the, the the purpose behind my music really is to help people, to empower people, to uh uplift people, to to be positive. In a manner that's not preachy, you know. I get. I know some of my friends accuse me sometimes of being sort of <laughs> not not preachy, but you know. It's the passion. It's the passion. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's just it's, it's a passion. It's, it's, it's what, what I'm passionate about, and you know. But when you listen to the album at the end of it, my goal is for you to feel good about having taken out your time to listen to the album, but that you feel connected to some song that you will go back to revisit that will just make you feel good. I really just wanted people to feel good. I didn't want to be too preachy, but I but I definitely wanted you to listen to the album and just feel really good about the music that I put together. Let me ask you a question because I was having a conversation with a producer I've worked with before, and we were talking about, you know, working on new music, and you know, it seems like the music, a lot of music that we hear today, it's kind of, you know, of now. It's not like songs like, like you know, on American Idol, they sing songs from 20, 30 years ago, you know, classics that mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, stand the test of time. So how do yeah. you make, and, and, and I believe from listening to Back, Life, Back to Life, you've done this, but what's your formula in making timeless music, but that is relevant to today? That's an excellent question. You know, Stephen, I think it's very important because I really am an R&B head. Like, I literally mm-hmm. could listen to R&B music, yeah. uh, like tr- traditional R&B music all day, every day. One mm-hmm. of the things I think is, is important to be able to, 
you know, that, that I think is important to be able to craft music that is a nod to yesteryear, but that is, that has, that is current to the ear. I think you, I think you, especially if you're, because I hear this often from older people, you, you have to try to find a level of appreciation uh, from a historical perspective about w- music today. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the instrumentation, the, the cadence, the, the bass, all of those things in, in music today, so many people discredit it versus trying to understand what it is that, that is making this music popular. Right. So I think so. I think having a true appreciation for the art in, of creating music is really, really important, and understanding how you can actually use that to your advantage and sort of pick and pull some of those things out of it. I agree. I agree. To, to, cra- to craft and create music where you're still being true to who you are, you're still giving a nod to the music of yesterday, but you also have a level of appreciation for the music that's out today. You know, so I some agree. of the music I genuinely you know, like some mm-hmm. of it, I may I may not like, but I but I but I I'm, I am careful to not, you know, be judgmental about the ones that I don't like versus just trying to find a true appreciation for what it is that I do like like. And then I think you know finding that balance, I think is really key in order to crafting and creating something that is, you know, relevant and fresh, but it's still. Um, you know, good enough for for people who have a true passion for traditional R&B music. Yeah, that was well said. I like that answer. I like that answer. So when does the album come out? Do you have a release date? That's a great question. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, we've adjusted we've adjusted the the release of the album just a little bit to to give. Um, to give more time to Back to Life and, and to give Love is on the Way some more time. So I'm, I am pushing the album back just a little bit okay. um, and, until the beginning of June. Um, but but Love is on the Way, like I said, will be out the 13th of April, and then a couple of weeks after that we'll be dropping the video. Okay, dope, dope. Listen, what, what, in closing, what would you tell someone who – and and I think this is across whatever kind of work you do about and it kind of sounds kind of cliche because we hear it all the time follow your dreams but what what do you really tell someone about really stepping out there and really pursuing your dreams what advice would you give I think that you I think be smart about it um you know, people always say that life is not the destination; it's the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think be be smart about it. Having a level of spirituality, I definitely think help that helps the process. Mm-hmm. Um, be true to who you are and really follow your passion, and be willing to put in the work. You know, so you know, I have a single out. I have two videos in the can. I'll be recording another one in a, in a couple of months or so. Um, and so all of the, even as a new artist, all the accoutrements of success, it looks like that, I, that, that that's what I have or that's what I'm moving towards. But the reality is that there were a lot of dark days. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of lonely days. There were a lot of, of, you know, over the course of the year and a half when I was making the album where I was alone and I was up at three o'clock in the morning and I, adjusting background vocals and so the part that's the stuff that's not pretty 
understand that that's just how the process is. Stay focused. Be true to who you are. Have a level of spirituality to, to be able to hold fast to and stick firmly to your vision um, and just trust the process. Well said. Well said. Ray, man, I thank, thank you so you, much for, for joining us tonight. Let us know where, where we can follow you on social media. I know you're on social media, and you know where, where can we keep up and, and, and know exactly when things are happening? Absolutely. So my Instagram is Ray Music World, R-A-I-M-U-S-I-C, World. Um, my website is therealray.com, and I think my Facebook is therealray.com. Is the no. Uh, the real no at Ray Music World at Facebook. Okay. And okay. um so yeah, that's that's pretty much where you can find me. And the single is Back to Life. Do yourself a favor and uh download that single. You'll love it. And Ray, I just thank you, man, for taking time and not only sharing your story but but inspiring others. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. We'll be right back after this. Showing me my past My heart belongs in your grass I only see you underneath your light I can't survive without your kiss My life dripping from your lips I'm nowhere from the bite Like time slows down And every breath is getting longer I feel my heart sinking to the ground And every weakness is getting stronger As I'm falling, I can feel you lift me up underneath your wings And it's every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life I feel your fire burn underneath my skin And it's every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life And I'm Every single sound you make I can feel your words all in the air With your voice making my heart beat If your soul is all I see It's like the rest of the world is not there It feels like time slows down Every breath is getting longer I feel my heart sinking to the ground And every weakness is getting stronger And as I'm falling I can feel you lift me up underneath your wings And it's every touch how you take my love and bring it Back to life, you bring it back to life. I feel your fire 
my skin and it's every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life And as I'm falling down I feel you lift me up underneath your wings And it's every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life I feel your fire burn underneath my skin and this every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life you bring it back to
Hello, beautiful people. It's your girl, Monifa, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Adam, how's it going? I'm doing good, Stephen. How are you guys? Cannot complain. Cannot complain. I know there's a lot going on in the world of movie views, so I'll let you and Chike take it away. Yeah, sure. So I'll kick it off. I actually did not get to see a new movie this weekend, but I did go see the best picture uh, for documentary or best documentary from the Oscars. And I think, Chika, you might have seen this a little while ago called Icarus. Um, and for anyone who hasn't seen it, it is on Netflix right now. It's an, actually, it's a Netflix movie. They bought it during one of the uh, film festivals last year. And Icarus follows the story of Brian Fogle, and he's a documentary filmmaker. And he, the movie starts with him wanting to learn about doping. And he, he joins this bike race, and he grows up, I guess, you know, uh, admiring Lance Armstrong, and he learns about doping um, during his Tour de France races and everything like that. So he does a race, and he's like, you know what, let me see if I can game the system as well. And he reaches out to um, some of the sports people that do the doping. Well, this turns into him talking to a Russian scientist uh, called Grigory Rachenkov, and he is saying this because, uh, if you remember a couple years ago before the Rio Olympics, he revealed all the Russian uh, doping program that they did in Sochi in 2014 and how it went all the way back to, I think, the 60s. So uh, you kind of follow his route and how he brings uh, – Gregory to the States, they do the whole unveiling with the New York Times, it becomes a big deal, and it ends uh, with uh, Gregory going into protective custody and witness protection for the United States. So I don't watch too many documentaries, but this one was really good, and I can see why it won the best picture. It's just one of those documentaries that start in one place and end up in a whole new realm. You know, Brian didn't expect this to be a whole revelation of the rushing doping scandal from Sochi, and that's what he got, and that's what we see in real time as things were going on. So if you get a chance, check it out. Again, it's on Netflix. Uh, it really opens your eyes on the whole scenario, uh, the whole Olympic committee, and, you know, we just had an Olympics come by where, as you – Anyone who watched would notice that the Russian athletes were allowed to compete, but not under a flag or any nation. So we're seeing the effects of that as well. But, yeah, highly recommend. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Adam, we, we cannot have movie reviews without discussing Black Panther $1 billion. $1 billion. Yes. What is that? Uh, <laughs> breaking all records. It's still number one in the box office. Uh, and, you know, A Wrinkle in Time, another Disney movie, didn't even, it was started as number two, but it didn't even, uh, you know, it didn't even compete, really. And Black Panther is just you know, a force. It released in China over the weekend. Uh, they got $66 million from there. And it's, uh, its domestic gross is higher than The Dark Knight. It's the highest-grossing Marvel movie not featuring Iron Man. Uh, and it's just going to continue to, I think, have a strong run through this month. So it's, it's been on a wild ride, and I don't think it's going to stop. Wakanda forever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, that does put a lot of pressure on the sequel. Let's hope they don't mess it up. Uh, but we'll worry about that when that comes out. So I just need to put something out there in hopes that someone from Marvel or one of the powers that be, maybe it might get to them. I think when Black Panther gets to the point 
after they make all their theater money, when it gets to the point to release on DVD, I think you need to do a full feature animated film in addition to the release of the feature film within the DVD. I think you will make even more money on the DVD sales if you put an extra movie in there but make it an animated feature. Just saying. I'm just thinking it's a hot idea. TK wants more Black Panther. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We we contributed to everyone's pockets. Give us something back. Give us another movie, but make it an animated feature in the DVD. That's all. Yeah, that would be fun. That would actually be pretty nice. Okay. So I did go see A Wrinkle in Time. Um, I went Friday to go see it immediately after work. Uh, I have a crush on and I am in love with Ava DuVernay. I just, anything that she touches, I automatically love. And I went into the theater with that attitude, and I normally don't do that, but I went into the theater with that attitude, and she never disappoints me. Um, A Wrinkle in Time, to me, seems like a modern-day Wizard of Oz. It was a very um, uh, big journey movie. Um, it's pinned by Disney, and it starts off with um, a young girl and her journey to find her father. Father was a scientist, and he was touring around with traveling within the universe and traveling to different dimensions, and he disappears. And then she starts the journey of looking for him, but she has help from... Um, Miss Witch and her friends, Reese Witherspoon and Minnie um, Callen, and Miss Witch is the one and only Oprah Winfrey. Uh, the performances were subdued because this is a family movie. Uh, you don't get too dramatic, but there was a scene. Um, I, I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but there was a scene that you know had me tearing up a little bit, and I was like, okay, okay, Disney, you got me. This is a family movie. Everyone can enjoy it. I definitely give it a thumbs up. And I can honestly say they could probably take this story and go other places with it if they choose to. Uh, It was optically beautiful. Of course, I saw it in 3D. Um, It's a great story of self-empowerment. And my personal opinion of Ava DuVernay, she showed versatility. This is a far cry from... 13th, which featured on Netflix, and then from Selma, it's a far cry from those movies. It's a totally different situation. Uh, the costuming was great, uh, and um, yeah, if if, you, if if any other reason, go see it for Auntie Oprah. <laughs> it, I, I can't speak any more greatness about this movie. Go check it out. It's a family movie. How, check it out. Take everyone. How did uh, Storm redo as kind of you know the the lead child actress in it? She did awesome. She did awesome. Okay. And, and what another thing about this movie is there was a strong presence of diversity throughout this whole movie. Because you had a rainbow coalition happening in this movie. Um, there was African American. There was Caucasian. There was Hispanic. There was Asian. All throughout this movie, and I and it. I don't want to say that they deliberately did it, but they deliberately did it, and I loved it, simply because um, Hollywood's always screamed diversity, and this movie presented that all in one foul sweep. 
definitely check it out. I, I see a big future for uh, Stormy Reed. And, and shout out to Stormy Reed, Chris Pine, Reese Witherspoon, Mindy Callen, and Oprah Winfrey for putting on um, a very good show. Uh, anything Bye, for you, Adam? Anything coming down? Oh, yeah, sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Stephen there. Uh, yeah, so I do want to see Wrinkle of Time, of course. And then next week um, is Tomb Raider, starring Alicia Vinkander. And if you don't remember, she Love was her. in. Yeah, she was in the movie with the robot, and I can't think of it right now. But uh, X Great Machina. Ex Machina, yes. And so, you know, I saw the trailer, and it does actually look fun. It's, I don't know if it'll be a good movie, but I think with big video game movies, you don't have to really be amazing. You just have to be good enough. And I think with the amount of action I'm seeing in this, and I'm a fan of the Uncharted city, series with Nathan, Drake's, uh, with Nathan Drake and the Indiana Jones movie, things like that, I think this uh, should be a fun one to watch. So there was a good, um, like, 15-minute uh, behind-the-scenes, um, I don't want to call it a trailer, but like a little sneak peek on YouTube. And it looks like this is going to be more action-packed than the original with Angelina Jolie. Just mm-hmm. simply because um, the interview with her, she was saying that she really wanted to be more physical in the role, and she really wanted to embody the character. And the stunt sequences are crazy. Like, her body's even different. Like, she's buffed up for this movie. If you have an opportunity to go to YouTube and and look at behind-the-scenes footage up, you'll get a a great insight as to what you're going to see in the film. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Nice, nice. Anything else? Um, the Strangers is on my list only because the first one was so good. Um, I don't. I'm not sure if it's going to have the same impact as the first installment, uh, but I'm curious because the first one scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to ch- want to check that out. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well, listen, guys. As always, thank you so much for letting us know what to uh, spend. <laughs> And save our money on. <laughs> Have a great week, okay? All right, thanks, you too. All right. All right, right back after this. We can book a fatality tonight, yeah. Fatality tonight, yeah. Give music. Baby, where you going? You know I love you so much. I love you so much. You know I love you so much. Yeah. You know what's on. Real special with us. You and me, we all that. I love you like I know you love me back. And I'll do anything for you, baby. We can book a fight and leave tonight, yeah.
much
This is Ty. The Stephen Knight Show. This is Savage. And this is Ty. And we are from the Articulate Podcast, and you are listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Engineer, how's it going? Great, great. Happy Monday. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) I don't know about you, but if daylight savings that hour, man, that has really affected me. Oh, my God. Like like you would not believe, yes, that daylight savings really set me back. (laughs) I don't know what they're trying to say, but yes. (laughs) Right. Well, oh, how was your birthday? Oh, it was good. It was really, really good. Yes, we did. Yeah, um, it was really good. I had a great time. Robbie, um, you know, pull together like a surprise get together for me. Um and yeah, it was really nice. And then um and then of course on Monday, uh, which was my actual birthday, I took off and yeah. um went to the spa and everything. So I had a really good time. I had, I had a great oh, time. Nice. That's real good. Dylan saying happy, happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Only <laughs> <laughs> well, got some good stuff for us. I do, I do. So I just wanna go ahead and warn everybody that it's right before Easter. So I was really, like, you know, struggling to find some things because, you know, they usually put everything on sale for Easter. But, of course, I was able to pull it out, and I, I found I found a couple of things for you guys. Okay. So the Limited, um, they're, they're having a sale. The Limited is having a sale, and now you can get um, their, some of their clearance items starting at just $14.99. Uh, today is the last day to shop Neiman Marcus last call and get $150 off of your $300 purchase. Um, you, if you're shopping online, you have to use code GIMME150 um, at checkout, and that's G-I-M-M-E, and then the, the number is 150. Um, New York and Company is having a sale. Um, if you use your runaway rewards card, you can get 50% off of everything. And if you're using any other payment, you can get 40% off of everything. Plus, you can get uh, plus you can buy one get one free on all Seventh Avenue pants, jackets, and skirts. Plus, you can get uh, buy one get one free on all Soho jeans. So that's something you guys may want to think about. Uh, Aldo is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get 70 70% off of select styles. Um, if everybody's into designer. Uh, True Religion is having a sale, um, and you can buy one, get one uh, for $49.99 on, all, on select items. Uh, Converse is also having a sale, so I'm not sure if there's a Converse store near you guys or a Converse outlet store, but they're both running the same sales. And if you shop there now, you can get an extra 40% off of all of your clearance items. Saks Fifth Avenue office um, is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get 40%, an extra 40% off of all of their denim. Uh, Gap is having a sale, and you can get 40% off of everything there, as well as Banana Republic. Um, Banana Republic is having a sale, and you can get 40% off of regular priced items. So it's a little bit different from Gap because with Gap, you can get it off of everything versus Banana Republic, which is only regular priced items. And last but not least, uh, the Children's Place is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get 60% off of the entire store. So that's all I have for you guys this evening. And they can find all that at BudgetShopaholic.com. They surely can. All right. Well, listen, you have a great week, and I'll talk again next Monday. All right. Thanks, Stephen. All right. Right back after this. Whoop! 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop up in the club, they like who that? They like who that? I said they step up in the club, they like who that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Step up in the club, they like who that? Money in the air, you know them boys blow stack. Bottles all night, tell them bring it to the back. Shorty on the dance floor, I'm trying to get behind that. Who that? Step up in the club, they like who that? Money in the air, you know them boys blowin' stack. Bottles all night, tell them bring them to the back. Up in VIP with my mama on my lap. Who that? Step up in the club, we party. No comparison. Niggas tryna ball forever. Marvin Harrison, them hoes getting fucked together. Probably sandwich no, you know I'm only about my cheddar. No interfering there. Bottle popping up in the air, money throwing in the sky. I'm tryna make a million bucks. That's our all time high. Why you always mad? We getting paid. If you ain't from the struggle, my nigga, you can't relate. My focus on the money. Most niggas get in the way. You in the way of my success, my nigga. Then you astray. Okay, you wonder why I don't talk much. I stay to myself. In the VIP, sensing drunk around no one else. Step up in the club, they like who that? Money in the air, you know them boys blow stack. Bottles all night, tell them bring it to the back. Shorty on the dance floor, I'm trying to get behind that. Who that? Step up in the club, they like who that? Money in the air, you know them boys blow stack. Bottles all night, tell them bring them to the back. Up in VIP with my mama on my lap. Who that? You know I'm chasing De Niro, trying to make me a mill though. Shorty scheming, I have a demon, don't want no zero. Only chasing them cutthroats, she fucking with the stars. Trying to chase the ball without getting on the job. Me, I'm never worried. A hoe will never turn me on with money coming in. We battle like a free for all, you jeopardize that. More reasons to get involved, stay low, and always keep your circle small. You know they saying why he fly, shorty just trying to get by. I'm trying to get up in the rim bounce, you know how we ride. Pack the club up in the slide, you know the cheese slide. Can't be with you forever, I need the cheese, man. Step up in the club, they like who that? Money in the air, you know them boys blow stack. Bottles all night, tell them bring it to the back. Shorty on the dance floor, I'm trying to get behind that. Who that? Step up in the club, they like who that? Money in the air, you know them boys blow stack. Bottles all night, tell them bring them to the back. Up in VIP with my mama on my lap. Who that?
Well, that's our show. Shout out to Ray. Again, his single is called Back to Life. Go check out the video right now. You can go to our website for more information of where you can buy the single as well as watch the video. And look, have a great week. God bless. And I'll see you next Monday. Step to the right, then side to the left.